what is going on? Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to keep this short because we got a show for y'all today. And I'm not sure if you can consider this a show because it's one man with the same tank top every week with one mic and one camera, but it's going to be a show. So we're going to call it a show. Um, because it's not going to be the typical, if you've been, uh, if you've seen any stuff that I've posted recently, I've been kind of doing these weekly updates, but I woke up at four, I've been up since four this morning. I couldn't sleep because I've been thinking some thoughts and that's normally, you know, I'm thinking again, that's when I get into trouble. Uh, but I just like, I wrote some stuff down and just was like, man, I got, I got some shit on my chest that I just really, I've been, I've been grappling with and toying with that I want to talk to you guys about. Um, so this is going to be more of a kind of a music based show that doesn't have to do with like health and personal stuff like that. It's pretty personal. I'm going to, we're going to have a little bit of story time so that to kind of give you some context for, for this, these ideas that I've been having, but, um, just wanted to preface it with that, but I'm going to take it way back on you to, uh, when I first moved to Philly, cause I think that this context matters. So I moved to Philly, I'm 23 and move in with my big bro, get a good job at marketing, making good, good coin. And I'm able to, uh, pay off with that, uh, finish paying off kind of my college loans and different things, get financially pretty stable, but I'm not super happy. So at the time I was working on, I was still working on music that whole time, but Anybody who has a side hustle, you know how it goes. Like after coming home from work, you get a couple hours max to kind of build out your thing and you're exhausted anyway. So didn't make a ton of progress. But uh, around that time, after two years, I had been, excuse me, after two years in that spot, diagnosed, I've been getting these tests done at the, because Philly has these really, this amazing medical center these tests done. And I got this really strange, like genetic blood disorder diagnosis where the doctor was like, Kia, we don't really know what this shit is, but it could go away or it could not, but we just don't know what's going on. And so it was kind of the wake up call I needed to be like, okay, let's, let's focus more on the music. Let's really, let's do this thing for real. And so I quit that job and I go to bartending school. I'm a bartender for a little bit. If you know me, you know how early I go to bed, so that wasn't a great match. Uh, so I quit the bartending thing. I, I'm doing door-to-door sales for this energy company. Shout out Green Mountain Energy. If you're in Philly, you know you know those motherfuckers because they be accosting you on the street. So I was selling Green Mountain Energy, and then also I picked up a job as a substitute teacher. So I was a high school substitute making about like $360 a week. So I'm making $360 a week, scraping by, uh, I'm, I'm back on EBT. It's the second time in my life that I was on EBT. If you don't know what that is, it's government assistance. So good old Philly government is helping me uh, eat because the boy uh, was struggling. So I'm back on EBT, working as a high school substitute teacher, just getting shit on by high school kids all day. Still kind of, still as much time as I could working on music, but uh Around that time, too, my grandpa passes away. Shout out to Grandpa Cork one time. And so my gramps leaves me uh, his inheritance of about 10 racks. So for me, 
for some of y'all, that might not seem like much. For me, and especially at the time, that was a lot of money. And in retrospect, I should have probably invested it or taken it and moved out to Southeast Asia then because 10 racks will get you really a lot of uh, mileage out here. But because I was destined to, I was determined to be a singer, uh, that I, I took the money and I was like, okay, this is my shot to, I'm going to bet this on myself, invest it in the music, and we out here. It's going to be lit. So I invested 10 G's into my music. And you can probably see where this is going. It goes pretty fast. So I got some recording equipment. I got a keyboard. And then I spent the rest on... Um, the actual music. And at the time, Russ was was just coming up. He was doing one song a week on SoundCloud. And so I was like, okay, what I'll do is I'll do one project a month. And so where the rest of that money went was into uh, buying the beats, getting the songs mixed by a local engineer, uh, did a couple photo shoots, and then had some music videos made. And shout out to Jack Haston, who shot the music videos. He only charged me half up front, which was his mistake. And I ran out of money before I could finish paying him. So still to this day, month every month I pay him. <laughs> I'm still paying off those music videos. But uh, it, it, it got me about eight months. So each project was with a different producer. And so it would be different beats. It'd be about three or four songs, each project, one a month, all professionally mixed and mastered, and all had original artwork with them. And each one was entirely had entirely different vibes. And my family gives me shit it's kind of a family running joke because it was called the Nowhere Project and it went nowhere. So I like invested all this time into it, money. I sink the 10 G's into the project and it, it it just kind of, it didn't really go anywhere. So I I got discouraged and a little bit broken from that just because um, it was, I, I figured it was kind of my last shot and which obviously it wasn't because um, time like who really gives a fuck? But at the time, I thought that it that it was so broke me down a little bit. Started applying just to regular nine to five jobs, and didn't get any of them just because the universe was like, "Kia, this is not what you're supposed to be doing." Like, just I got rejected, and there I was applying for jobs I didn't want, so I wasn't supposed to get them. Anyways, you fast forward a little bit. Um. I moved back home, get a job online teaching English, and then decided to move out to Southeast Asia to pursue online business. And so at the time, I I got I moved back home with mom and dad. I got dropship fever. I was gonna open up a dropshipping store. I was like so close. I had the logo down. I'd got my reseller's permit from New York. I'd open an LLC. I was gonna dropship uh, high end fly fishing rods. And like women's triathlete sunglasses, which uh, I thought I'd done the research. I thought it was going to be popping, but then I was like, you know what? People didn't really fuck with my the tracks that I was making with my vocals, but people were digging the beats. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just work on the beats. Building up the beats is an online business, and so I did that and started to get some traction with that. And I think because. I have a little bit of shiny object syndrome where I think it's a double-edged sword, right? I'm, I really, I get inspired with new ideas and I'm down to just 
chase them. Just go for it. Let's let's try it. But at the same time, sometimes I think that can I can get a little bit uh, derailed into these other projects that then I have to kind of course correct later on and come back and say, what do I really want? And one of the beautiful things about being out here in Southeast Asia is that it, you, it gives you the time to really think about what you want. You really get kind of that freedom and that headspace to kind of boil it down and be like, what am I doing? Where am I trying to take this thing? Where, where does this go, period? And I like to do those thought experiments where you kind of have, you might have an, just to question shit. I think that's important. So just to ask questions about what you're doing, your motivations, your identity, and to just grab one of those little tendrils and then just kind of like pull it and be like, let's see where this goes. And so lately I, I, I was thinking about building out this, this online beat empire and I was like, oh, this shit would be cracking. But I think it, the same thing happened with the online courses, trying to sell the online course or whatever, that when I run with that, all the way to the end. What do I want out of these things? Because I'm not really passionate about doing that necessarily, but it's because I want the freedom to then work on my own art. And along the way, as I've been making beats, I still have been making my own tracks, but I haven't been like pushing them super hard or working as diligently on them. And I think because I I I was so discouraged from, we'll call them uh, lessons. Uh, a friend told me that like, no losses, only lessons. And so from my lessons from before, that I felt like unless I was headlining this venue by this age, and we all, I think, want that kind of, that external validation because it, it makes your art meaningful, or at least that's what you think makes your art meaningful, rather than you giving the own value to what you make and that it doesn't have to do with the reaction to it. It's more about embracing that process. And so this is something, if you've been following these vlogs, I've been really diving into this a lot of that just the process of having the opportunity to make the shit is the end game. Like that is the key, whether or not you're headlining, whatever, whether or not people love it or hate it, just that you have the chance to make shit and that I'm not subbing anymore is the key. But also realizing these things that I'm trying to build or do, what, I'm, what I want from them is then just the time to then work on my own art. Because as much as I love being a producer and making beats, I also, I like to sing my little heart out. I like to you know, I like to throw some bars down here and there. I like to write. I like to, I've, I've really been falling in love with the engineering side of it. That's a whole new side. And so even though the the Nowhere project went nowhere and it was discouraging, I think it was, and maybe this, I just say this to self-soothe, but I'm really grateful for it because it forced me then to learn all these things that I know now. So because of that, and then having no budget, it taught me how to make beats. It taught me how to record my own stuff, how to use Photoshop for my own video, uh, for my own photos, how to use uh, Premiere for my own videos, uh, how to mix and master. It just taught me how to just be a one-man band because if you have no money for it, you got to learn the shit. And so 
that's where sometimes I think maybe something I'm just telling myself just as part of the narrative so I feel better about it, but that it needed to happen so that I could gain these skills that I have now in my sort of timeline of the music, but also now realizing that I don't really want to build a big beat empire, that I really still, at the end of the day, if you're a producer, you're still in the client services business because you are then making beats for an artist. And so you constantly have to you have to make what you think an artist would want. And so for me, I've been toying with this idea of like, okay, I want to make I want to make music. If I'm making beats, maybe I should get a manager and sign, try to get signed, or maybe I should do this and that. When realizing I don't I don't I worked for the music industry for a brief stint and I don't really fuck with that model because you have you you are waiting for somebody to pick you. So even if I'm if I have a manager and I'm hustling the beats out to big artists, you still you're waiting to be picked. And maybe this is my insecurity from uh, old middle school dodgeball games, where like I don't really fuck with having to be picked by somebody else. I don't want somebody else to dictate my fate or my future because I feel like I'm very confident in my knowledge of self, of my work ethic, keeping my promises, my word to myself. I know I'm part cyborg. I know I know how much I'm willing to give something in order to uh, get what I'm shooting for, and so and that's something that I like because it's within my control. And being a little bit maybe of a bit of a control freak, I like knowing that my effort is something that's measurable, rather than making something that then I have to wait and then chase people down see if they want it. I'd rather make um, this sort of like str- just something totally out of left field and have the, have the, um, the flexibility to do that. And so really boiling it down, this is what I've been kind of toying with recently is really that freedom I already have because of the English classes that I don't need the income from a big beat empire that I think because I got discouraged before a bit of that is stuck with me of thinking about what other people will think about my art. And like my tracks when I actually have vocals, that's all, you know, what does my brother think? Or what did my mentor think? What do you think? Like all these other people. And that's where I think I've been tripping up a little bit because I have these, these songs that I've been passionate about, but then don't release them because I'm, I've already convinced myself up here, excuse me, that they are something. Either they are me or they aren't me or whatever. And rather than actually... So that's a conversation taking place in a vacuum. And I was talking to a homie the other night, Jonathan, shout out Jonathan. And he's like, dude, he's like, you don't know because you haven't even given the world a chance to shit on him. Like you, you have to actually put shit out for people to have that conversation. And I was like, that's a really good point that I've already been talking myself out of what they are or aren't. And that's not helpful because what needs to happen is I need to put it out to the world, put it out to you, and then you can tell me if it's whack. And you better tell me. I trust you. You're going to keep it 100th and be like, yo, Key, this shit is whack. Or be like, no, like, dude, this is pretty cool. And that really resonated with me because... At the end of the day, I still do 
love to write and sing and want to be an artist. So I'm like, why am I trying to build a producer, this whole thing as a producer, when that's not really what I want? It's just what I've been able to have success monetizing. And I think there's still some residue from the the lessons before that I haven't been able to be as gung-ho about my own work. But I have that freedom Already with the English, I don't need to build an online beat empire or get placements or whatever to have the income to do what I want to do now that I have the fucking skills to mix and match that I can do it. And so that's something that's been clicking for me recently of being like, just, I think I also struggle being a white guy and being in love with hip hop. And I also love dance hall. And I love like these like old like soul records and and like synthwave shit from the 80s. And so rather than trying to be a producer and make beats for whatever's popular so they can get picked by artists that want to get popping too, so they're going to be doing something that's trendy, is just to make this like weird concoction of hip-hop, dance hall, Phil Collins, synthwave, Kia shit that's like my weirdo rap shit and just like to be able to have the freedom to just do what feels right and to give it to you, to put it out there and to to then see how people respond to it. And if it's whack, it's whack. Then I can't, I then at least, but at least I'll know rather than me deciding the future and potentially robbing this music from the life that it could put possibly have. And so I think that is another part of it too, of, of, of that identity of being a white guy often and loving and being inspired by music that, that is not, you know, I'm a white guy from upstate New York. So that kind of ties into it, but realizing if I'm my authentic self, that it's not like I'm, that I'm, I can make something that is still truly me, even if it draws influence from other places, because it'll always, if I stay true to self and I'm not making beats for whatever's popping, I can create something that is, uh, what do they say, good artists, um, good artists copy, great artists steal. <laughs> and and that if I can draw from those influences and keep it a thousand with myself, make sure that I really feel that, that that's okay. And if it is whack, that that's okay too. Like just that I, was able to appreciate being able to make it is huge. And so that is kind of where I'm at. What I wanted to talk about is that now I'll be, I just feel, I think one of the beautiful parts also about being out here and being able to make music out here is that it is in a way insular because since I don't see that many Westerners, I can just kind of, it's different than when you're in New York when you're constantly seeing people that are doing cool shit and you're like, man, am I wearing cool enough stuff, whatever, that I can wear the same shirt every day. I can just wear, I, I, I don't have the band, I don't take up the bandwidth of what am I wearing? What am I, how do I look? I just kind of get to, I, have the, I feel complete freedom, especially out here in Vietnam when these motherfuckers are topless, peeing off the side of the street, like spitting, like, it's just dope. I just feel like I can fully embrace and express myself. And that freedom is something that I'm 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 gonna start leaning into and just really making tracks uh because it's shit that I'm that I'm inspired by. And it could be 
anything that there I don't have like one direction or I don't want to be I'm not in like one specific lane like I love some synth wave I love some dance hall I love some old soul records I love some uh I don't know like shitty retro wave stuff so just to take all that and start releasing more tracks just get it out there into the world see what happens from that and lean more into what I truly want which is to be my own artist um whether or not the world has told me that it's dope or not, because um, that's not the point. And then also take that time to work more on the distribution and the marketing of it, because I think that that's the game in 2019, 2020, and that maybe I I read the wrong signals of of since it wasn't getting traction, that maybe I just wasn't marketing it right. Maybe I wasn't putting it in front of the right folks uh, or doing the right thing to get eyes and ears on it, but that I'm now able to have full control over the whole process, which is really cool. And I really love making tracks and I don't, if I can produce for people, cool. I'm still going to be making beats a lot. If you need music, you know where to find me, but also to then take that time instead of trying to build some online beat producer business so I can be a producer in the studio with Drake, rather just like really lean into being an independent artist because that's really what I love. I just like to express myself, uh, whether that's with beats or whether that's with, you know, singing off key, auto-tune. I got some auto-tune update recently. Got me thinking I can be somebody. Um, <laughs> thank God for auto-tune. And so I'm going to just be releasing more tracks. I'm going to be shooting for, I've got a bunch stashed, but hopefully for maybe one a week if I can. And still putting beats out still building that biz making some you know monetizing the beats but rather than trying to just be a producer embracing what i truly want is to is to be an independent artist and and still be a vocalist i think it's just getting over the hump of of previous experiences with it so that's the update for the week not exactly a weekly update but life is good. Just thinking a lot about where I'm at, what I want, like, what do I really want out of this thing? Where's my time best spent? And it doesn't even have to be blood disorder. You can get hit out here. You get hit by a truck tomorrow and you're gone. It doesn't have to be blood disorder, but just being like, wake up. Like, what do I really want to be doing? And to not worry or fear as much what people's reactions are to the tracks that I make with my own vocals on them and just do it for me because I love it and then if if people have a problem with it then at least I give them the chance to say something so uh, I know that that was a bit long-winded if you made it this far you were a real MVP uh, but uh, kind of taking things in a new direction I think I've just been ha- having some excuses and running from it a little bit So that's that. Appreciate you for tuning in, as always, to the one-man show. Next week, I'll give you more of a real update on life, how things are going, but just needed to uh, get that off my chest. So thanks for listening. I'm going to be my therapist. Your check is in the mail. Peace.